Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them, too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying, something's different about you, in the best possible way. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The second segment of the Six Rings and Football Things, Buffalo versus New England preview pod. Let's take a look. We know Josh Allen had quite the hell of a response on Monday night at Paycor Stadium, and that hit the indelible image of his face will be one that's going to be tough to shake for a long time. And I imagine that a very emotional Josh Allen will take to the field Sunday in Bill's Patriots. I'm pretty confident, though, even if he's a little geeked up, he's going to play extremely well. He always does. Even his worst game is still a pretty damn good effort. But how's Mac Jones going to play, especially considering there's a ton of pressure on him He's had a god-awful second year, one I think, as I've said time and again, sh should be considered a redshirt sophomore season in the NFL. And now this reputation has started to chase, follow, or dog him a bit, both between the accusations of being a dirty player last year, the Brian Burns incident in Carolina, then chipping at Eli Apple, getting another $10,000 FedEx from the league for being part of the scrum after Ramondre fumbled at the end of the Cincinnati game. And then also the fact that Boomer Esiason on WE on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whatever it was, called him douchey, joining the likes of Will Fork and Edelman, complaining about his on-field antics. Um, and now who is it that called it? Was it, for, was it? was it Channing Crowder who just recently said that Mac Jones suffers from affluenza and that's another part of his uh, bad behavior? Yeah, and uh, these are all things we've talked about locally, I think, a little bit, um, yeah. either on radio or podcasts or even off-air discussions, I think, have been had with people that observe or deal with Mac Jones. Um, you know, I, I told you last year that I have this thing that I think young players in New England are scared douchey when they have to adhere to Bill Belichick's kind of restraints and media policies and all that. Now it's like, well, was he scared douchey or in Boomer Esiason's mind, is there a douchiness to Mac Jones? And then by extension, you have Channing Crowder equating the douchiness to being a child of privilege and mm -hmm. affluence. And therefore, it's a version of affluenza. Um, 
I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. I think he's a, um, I think it's more accurate that he, now maybe this is part of affluenza, but he's a tennis brat. I think mm -hmm. he has talked about that. The whole McEnroe Jones and the whole, you know, even going back to Nick it's, Saban. So freaking per McEnroe Jones is so right. Damn perfect for him. It's unbelievable. And I think like there are people that don't compete very, don't lose well, right? Like mm -hmm. show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. And I think Mac Jones certainly has that. Now where that comes from, I don't know. I'll leave that to the doctors and the psychologists, whatever. But the question, and he has always responded with whether it's dirty player. And I think he wasn't asked about it, but I think the same would be said of this. I care about the people in the huddle. I care about the people in the building, in the room, like my teammates, mm -hmm. what they think of me. And I believe now, maybe some people don't. I believe the teammates, the Hunter Henry's, the Matthew Slater's that tell me they love Mac. They love everything he does. He works so hard. He's a leader, the energy. I believe them. So his teammates who know him and, you know, have to be around him. And that's not always true. Mm -hmm. There are quarterbacks, Cutler, Jay is one of them who alienate teammates, rub teammates the wrong way. They're, like it happens. I do not believe from everything I've heard, observed, seen, I do not believe Mac Jones rubs his teammates the wrong way. And I agree with him. That's the most important thing. And that's why he defaults to that all the time. And like you said, has people speaking up and vouching for him on the regular, the ones that matter most, his teammates. Okay, maybe he's a great teammate. And maybe the antics and histrionics just come across as kind of douchey to the rest of us. And look, Boomer Esiason, maybe he carried himself the right way. But you and I can both think of an, a plenty of quarterbacks who, you know, may have rubbed people the wrong way, but people gave him a pass for it because they were successful. First and foremost, that comes to mind, Peyton Manning, throwing teammates under the bus, complaining, waving hands, hands on helmet, yelling at the sideline all the time. We had a lot of protection problems out there. Yeah, but you know what? Didn't matter because he was Peyton Manning. Right. Mac Jones has yet to achieve enough success period, let alone consistently this season or throughout his two years of NFL play to be able to do all of that and have people say like, that's eh, okay. You know, like, uh, you know, he's won six Super Bowls. It's okay if Brady drops 17 F-bombs on the sideline yelling at his offensive line. Well, is there any quarterback who has more douchiness to him than Aaron Rodgers? And he's considered one of the greatest of all time. He yeah, but his douchiness is kind of, it, it's first, it's like, it's like really, it's like rare like dry aged douchiness. Like it's the choice cut douchey. Cave aged. Yeah. Cave, cave aged dry prime, prime USDA 28 day aged. Um, but a lot of his douchiness is off field. He's not as like the ayahuasca and everything else and manifesting. Like uh, you may not agree with, or be in line with the way he composes himself and what he does to be successful or try to realize oh. victory. But, but but he doesn't do it on the field. Max stuff everything oh, he here, absolutely does. Not to he the degree. Max up his receivers. He said on the field, "You want to catch touchdowns, run the right route." About Christian Watson, like there's a douchiness to him. There's mm -hmm. absolutely. But you know why you don't really care? Thirteen and three. When you go thirteen and three, douchiness is okay. If you go three and thirteen, or you're struggling like Mac is, or you haven't yet established yourself as truly the quarterback of the team douchiness not okay so that my mm -hmm. advice to mac would be change one thing not how you act not your gyrations not how you react to a terrible play call mac i would win more i would find a way to win more put up better numbers and everything will be accepted it, it's did you see the nba all-star voting came out huh Who, who's that who's atop the uh 
the guard in the East, uh, somebody named Kyrie. You couldn't be any douchier and more offensive than Kyrie. Ky- you're kidding. Kyrie Irving yeah. is high atop the yeah. voting in the East? Yeah. You know why? Because we're all freaking suckers for success and talent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed while we've been raving about how good the Celtics are, the Nets are just as good. They're right on your heels. They just lost so, one to the Bulls the night before we recorded right. this, but otherwise they had re- they had won twelve in a row and they're keep they're nip and tuck with the Celtics. Mm. Don't get me going. We're, we're, this it's isn't the it's this isn't seventeen banners. That'll that'll be our off season Celtics you podcast. Can be a racist, anti semite, dink, douche, whatever you want to call it. Whoa! And if you win, most people forget and be like, ha, yeah, he was the guy that yeah yeah he doesn't like the Jewish people, right? But boy, can he dribble like. I, we're suckers. It, the reality mm-hmm. is, we all spewing nonsense, it. flat Earth. Uh, you know, retweeting memes. Uh, look, even Kurt Schilling was tolerated for a long, long period of time. You want to know why? Because he was uh, at the centerpiece of one of the greatest victories and comebacks and turnarounds and championships in baseball, if not North American sports history. So I would tell Mac, if honestly, if I were his advisor, okay, you look bad sometimes, but this is who you are, isn't it? Do you feel like this got you to Alabama? Do you feel like this got you through a quarterback competition at Alabama? Do you feel like this got you to New England? Did it get you through a quarterback competition with Cam Newton? Well, then, Mac, for better and worse, this is who you are as a competitor. Now just win. Just just put the results out there, and all of this will fall by the wayside. It'll be your competitive fire, your nature. So Steer into it. Like, just honestly, like. You know, he's not, he's even when he's playing better ish, he's still not playing great. Like though, well, he still has Matt Patricia. Yeah, he still has. So it's not, it's not going to get that much better. He's not going to improve or increase play dramatically over the course of the next game or if they were able to get into the playoffs. But steer into it, own who you are, just win. That's it. Go full Al Davis, just win, baby. And Matthew Slater said a few weeks ago, just like when you win, it covers up a lot of things, maybe not perfectly everything but it covers up a lot of things. And then the last thing I would say about Mac um, that I found very interesting, Mac Jones, we got the early odds from, what is it? Betonline.us. Bovada, somewhere yeah. place, sure. For the 2023 NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones is in the middle of the pack of the odds they're giving. And I was like, wow. Middle of the pack, Mac, for 2023 comeback. He's fallen so far that he's actually now in the running for comeback player of the year next year. That's how bad this year is. It's something that is deemed coming back from. Now, maybe you could argue he came back from Matt Patricia or he came back from that debacle of a season coaching-wise, but I thought it was interesting. Like, usually that's saved for Kyler Murray. Oh, he blew out his ACL, but he came back Mm -hmm. mid-year and threw 15 touchdowns in the final eight games or something. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys coming back from major injuries or, or a Geno Smith. Who comes back from irrelevance to back yeah. up? He's gone. Oh, but he bounced around and suddenly he's a starter again. And he's mm-hmm. well, Mac's been the starting quarterback except when he was hurt all year in New England. And yet mm-hmm. he is a candidate for comeback player of the year. Ouch, babe. Out Alex Smith probably comes back from the most gruesome injury of all time to play. Maybe Mac Jones will come back from the most gruesome play calling of all time. Oh, most- <laughs> cheap shot. Poor Matt Patricia. It's not, but I've told you, I just be, I said play calling. I didn't say play caller. I don't just individually or singularly blame Matt Patricia. In fact, you know, we've spoken before. It's the whole brain trust judge Patricia and the man who put them both in place, Bill Belichick that are all to absorb 
and share in the blame pie. Bill Belichick likes to talk about sharing humble pie with people. They can share the blame. They, the three of them can sit down and decide how they want to divvy it up. But that is a whole blame pie for the three of them to share for this pathetic offense this year that, well, now we'll get into it as we preview the game, is going to need to play its best game uh, if they want to extend their season and play meaningful football past the end of regulation. Glad they'll be playing it, though, and we're glad to have you guys aboard the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We'll be giving you top-shelf post-game show and so much more after Bill's Patriot Sunday and throughout the offseason as well. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. And hey, we're available wherever you get awesome football talk podcasts, Spotify, Apple Pods, Podbean, the Odyssey app, and so much more. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus